The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Well, it's good to have you with us today. We're going to be focusing on the city of Murfreesboro this morning. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is with us. Shane, good morning to you. Good morning, Bart. My pleasure to be here. Good to have you with us on this beautiful day. And speaking of beautiful days, this Sunday is going to be a beautiful sunny day for the Christmas parade. Yeah, it's always a good uh, a good time. And Bart, it amazes me how much that Christmas parade has grown over the years that you know, you have thousands and thousands of people who come out and uh, and enjoy that. So we're we're excited about it. I think everybody's going to be out this Sunday because people are just excited not only about Christmas being here, but I think they're wanting to get out and do something. I agree. Yes, sir. <laughs> so uh, and and you're going to be there walking up in uh, the parade and uh, waving at everybody. We'll be there and and throwing out candy. So yeah. we'll get all the Even kids better. on the sugar yeah. high and then send them home. So. Well, the Christmas parade is at 2 o'clock Sunday, goes down East Main, around the square, on to West Main, and uh, wraps up on Walnut. That's right, yep. So, make it a point to be there uh, this Sunday. This is the big Christmas parade day. Uh, I don't know if we could equate this to uh, Christmas or not, but there's a land swap in the works. Yeah, we're... um an announcement was made this past Thursday night. You know, we've been working for some time on on getting a park on the west side of the, of Murfreesboro, and you know, Bart, I've publicly said I feel like as, as long as I've been on the council, one of one of the the things I'm I'm regretful for is that we've not been able to to get that done, especially with the growth that we've had on on that side of town. And six years ago, five years ago, you know, we bought some property on 840. It was not the most ideal property for for a park, but it was all we could find. And, you know, land is really scarce on that side of town, especially when you're trying to find, you know, 120 to 150 acres. There's just not many tracks that meet that criteria. Um, So we bought the property on 840, and it's surrounded by 840, Burnt Knob Road, uh, Blackman Road, uh, Veterans Parkway and Vaughn Road, so it, it it has, you know, a lot of road frontage, which typically you don't see in a park. And um, was in meetings back a month and a half or so ago, and and uh, was just talking, you know, with our staff about how we've allocated three million dollars this year for West Park Plus, as we've been discussing the MED funds, we've allocated tentatively another five million for that that project so a total of eight million for the the community park and had the idea that um i'd asked our staff well you know middle tennessee electric has got 153 acres i think's the total that is directly adjacent to berkshire neighborhood and the cloister so it's surrounded by two of our larger neighbors on the west side where our other park property is typically is predominantly surrounded by the interstate and and really more county proper county residents um so it, you know it was important that we part of the thing on having a, a part like that is to have walkability like what we have at barfield um you know like what we have at, at siegel there's some some walkability there but anyway long story short came up with a crazy idea that hey we ought to 
approach Middle Tennessee Electric, they're, the site that we have is way more suited for commercial um, than it is park. And then um, their site is absolutely more suited for a community park because it's actually surrounded by communities. So uh, I went and pitched that to Chris Jones. Chris thought it may be a good idea. Um, and and so that's really where it started. And now the proposal came to the council. Um, we unanimously voted to proceed with the due diligence and the contractual work to be able to, to make that swap. So we end up with 150 some odd acres um, where we can build a community park. Also at the same time, um, our city manager Tyndall asked um, um, Director Duke, you know, where they would be seeing for the growth for their next city school. And he had told him somewhere between 840 and Highway 96. And, you know, that's where this property is located. So, you know, I would envision that you really could take that property and do um, a park, a school, you know, maybe even a library annex, um, you, you know, some, some of those things that we'll, we'll be able to master plan. So this is the former land uh, for Middle Tennessee Electric that they were going to build their corporate office on. Yeah. Uh, and so this other property will be just as good for them, maybe even better. Yeah, I mean, I think it would, arguably, it would be better. I mean, you know, the question I asked is if this property were available for us six years ago to buy for park property, would we have bought that? And the unanimous answer was absolutely, because it's it lays out better for a park it's the you you know the infrastructure is there and it's situated to where people can walk to it you know our property for the people that are on that side of the interstate would have to walk across the interstate you know the bridge on the interstate to get there so it's just not a a a a great location but it's all we had and so um you know the 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 thing with that we are not expanding the city limits on that side of the interstate. So, I mean, we're not going out Burnt Knob Road and annexing property. Um, we're just not. I mean, Shelton Square is about as far as I would anticipate that we would be going. Um, so all of our growth is actually on the other side of the interstate, and that's where the the park property is, is located. So this is really more ideal within the city yeah my uh, that you know that's my opinion and i think that's staff and i think obviously the council agreed because everybody voted for it on on thursday um that i mean this is just a this is just a better location so you know i think that um you know and i think y'all have talked about it there's a um i can't go into details but there's a really significant announcement tomorrow at 2 30 at city hall um on a major economic uh, development that will out broad yeah, yeah that will be out broad street that mm-hmm. will well it's eight four only 840 interchange um that i think will sort of go hand in hand with some of the things that we've been working on in murfreesboro very good so looking forward to that and everybody's going to be tuning to wgns to find out what will it be yeah it's it's uh it's pretty exciting yeah. our, our staff has worked good. um work really hard so it, it's a it's a good it's a good deal all right uh now for people who don't know the west park 
sometimes people don't think about North Murfreesboro, South Murfreesboro, West yeah. Mur- West Park is the Blackman community, basically. Yeah. Um, but although it's sort of hard to say. Yeah, it's 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 the Blackman community. You know, typically, I when I think of the Blackman community, I think where the Black, old Blackman store yeah, was located. Yeah. Um, now there's a, a gas station across the street, uh, Burnt Knob Road, Baker Road, those those areas that are out there this piece of property uh, so the property that we bought i think you definitely could say was was sort of the heart of the blackman community this property is about a quarter of a mile half a mile away um more sort of southeast i guess you would you would say um and it's it's across from where the new hospital's going uh, or the st thomas is expanding it's you know, close to Westlawn, Berkshire, uh, the Cloister, uh, where a lot of that development is happening on Veterans Parkway. Okay. Uh, when do you think we might see that, if if all goes well? You know, I've learned after this last announcement that, you know, you know, we started this process in 2016 and then, you know, had a school that came up that we had to, to build out on Salem. So, um, you know, the park is definitely a a want um and and well i would argue it's probably a need so i'm only one vote on the city council i would like to see it happen sooner than later um and i think with this announcement that's coming tomorrow that would be something that we sort of coordinate uh, on how we're we're designing this but you know nothing comes fast by the time that you figure you have to master plan you have to build uh and figure out you know if we had to go back and 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 if hindsight were 2020 I think the thing that I, I would have done differently on the park where we are now is really we, we should have said, hey, this is all that we can spend on this budget. Um, I think what we did was we went through we went through the public process about you know everything that we wanted, and we took all of what everyone had said and tried to incorporate that, and that came back at you know forty plus million dollars to build the park, which we couldn't do at the time. And I think we'll probably handle this process differently to really, as a council, say, here's how much that we can spend on this park and then design what we can spend and then phase that in. So, I mean, I would hope it would be something that would come sooner than later, especially when we know, you know, probably in the next couple of years that that we're going to have to have a school, you know, built on that side as well. So I think it gives us the opportunity to be able to plan all that at one time. Now, let me ask you this, because I know we're not wanting to take away from tomorrow's big news. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, we're both talking about 840, mm-hmm. but how would the news that you're releasing tomorrow, how would that impact what you're going to do with the park, even though the park's sort of on 840, but considerably farther down the road? You know, the 840, this site on 840, um, if you if you figure you're probably only three miles you know if that from from the veterans parkway interchange to where um the murfreesboro road interchange so the location is i mean it's 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 not a very far um you know distance so i mean i think that there's an opportunity with this announcement tomorrow that they will um it will complement the entire community based on some of the things that you know we've all been working on and talking about really with private public partnerships that's okay. probably about as much as i can go into yeah. it right now i don't want to steal the thunder no, no, from i'm, I'm not from I'm the just other trying group. to when you said the sure. two might complement each other yep. i was trying to figure well how is that going? yeah happen? no i i get it <laughs> uh here's a question from a listener and they're asking they they say they continue to hear 
about Thompson Lane widening. Uh, is that really in our near future? Yes. Um, you know, that, that process is going on right now. Not a lot of people don't equate this, but Thompson Lane is a state road. That's not a city road. And uh, the state last year got everything staked, uh, the state staked, S-T-A-K-E-D, um, all the right-of-way. And so they've been going through the right-of-way acquisition. So what happens, it's it's a... It's a phase process where you identify the road project. The state will then go through partial funding with the city on whether it be engineering or, or whatever. Then the state will start the engineering process to, to determine what needs to be done on the road. Then once the funding is part of the funding is allocated, they go into what's called right-of-way acquisition where they will go through and they see if they need additional land to be able to build the road. So that's where they go through and survey and they, they then determine how much road frontage that they're going to need to be able to widen the road. Then they go through the process of acquiring that property, which is the appraisals, working with landowners to buy the property. Um, once that right-of-way acquisition is acquired, then you know shortly thereafter, that's when construction starts. And so they're in the right-of-way acquisition right now. Um, so, you know, most people want will ask, hey, when's that going to be done? Um, I don't think that project is something that will happen very quick. I think if if that project were, were to be completed over the next four years, I think that would be a miracle, a, a win. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, that's, that is a... Uh, that is a very needed project, but that is going to be a very painful project because you've got um, a lot of utilities that are going to have to be relocated. You've got a bridge, um, really two bridges that have to be built, um, one over Stone River by where uh, Waterford Drive is and or in Breckenridge Drive. And then you've got one that is on Thompson right there by the Greenway that has to be rebuilt. Um, the whole bridge yes you've got battlefield property that you know it's adjacent to that has to be taken into account so i mean you've got um significant um barriers when you're constructing that yeah as you describe this and we've lived through the highway 96 expansion 99 uh, 99 okay yeah. uh this this is going to be bigger and more challenging than that probably yeah i mean i i think whenever you go this this is whenever you go to a road project that's that size uh you know highway 99 you had to go across the river uh, and it was a larger bridge than what's what we have you know on thompson lane but um those are really challenging projects because you're having to deal with um different entities that you don't have control over so you know you're dealing with comcast you're dealing with at&t you're dealing with all of these different uh entities so it's something that um you know, and, and Sam Huddleston just texted me. Sam's our Johnny on the spot of letting me uh, update. But based on the TDOT website, the letting, so letting is, is short-term for they're going to award the bid um, in uh, fourth quarter of 2022. So the end of next year, they should be starting construction. Jim Kerr, our uh, director of transportation, has also been working hard on that. Looking forward to that. Let's take a phone call. Good morning. You're on WGNS with the mayor. Uh, good morning. I just want to tell the mayor thank you for putting Raymond Tillis over the Solid Waste Department. I work in the Solid Waste Department, and 
and God's laid it on my heart to call in and tell you that, that we appreciate him and the job he has done has been miraculous for our department. Uh, he's very positive, great to work with, and uh, you couldn't ask for a better man to be on our department. I actually prayed for a change in our department, and you delivered Raymond to me, and I want to tell you thank you very much for that. He's done an excellent job in our department, so thank you. Well, thank you. I don't. I don't want to take credit for that. That that um, you know, Raymond has worked hard, worked his way up through the whole uh, city uh, process to be able to get there. And I, you know, Raymond is one of the fine examples of a lot of our city employees where they have a servant's heart that they they really want to do the right the right thing and and take it to where they truly see. Um, the residents as customers and they want to make sure that they provide that that service so he um yeah he's been a blessing to our city and and to the residents that don't know raymond and and his entire team and my guess is to the to the caller if you were to ask raymond he would he would tell you that um you are what makes his job easy and what makes him look good so um he i, I know how thankful he is for his team and how thankful for we are or how thankful we are for what you do as well Thank you for your call. Thank you. Our number is 615-893-1450. Just give us a shout. And here's a text from a listener who's saying they've put their leaves out in the street and they've been there for several weeks, but no sign of anybody picking them up. Should they call and tell them their address? Uh, that that will You're welcome to do that. They are working. Uh, it's typically now a two to three week process on going through. You know, the city council a couple of years ago, we we heard, we listened, and we heard um, about our brush service, and so we we broke the city into four quadrants, and um, and we we actually have subcontractors who help do that now. Now the leaf collection is a little different because I'm I don't think the subcontractor has the service, so we are doing that ourselves. But they are—they're working hard on on getting to you. And are they vacuumed up, or are they picked up by a machine, or what? Yeah, it's typically they will use the vacuum truck, um, you know, where they can go and and suck all the limbs up, or excuse me, suck all the leaves up. Um, the issue is, and this is what I'd say to the residents: please make sure that you keep your your leaves separate from your other debris, because um, that's where it causes some issues when they have to separate that out but they're working hard on getting all that picked up our phone number is 615-893-1450 we're going to pause for just a moment check on the traffic and weather and then we'll be right back stay with us murfreesboro mayor shane mcfarland is our guest this morning and we're focusing on the city of murfreesboro don't forget the christmas parade this sunday two o'clock this sunday and it's going to be a lot of fun it's the most wonderful time of the year. Merry Christmas from all of us at News Radio WGNS. As the Christmas season is approaching, there are many parties out there and glass minute gifts, and Demas is here to be able to help you along with all those things. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the things that we have to offer is obviously our gift cards, and the gift cards come in any denomination. We have our seasonings that makes a perfect gift. We have Demas's classic T-shirts. Demas's also now has catering to be able to serve you and to be able to take care of you. Any of this information is available online, www.demasrestaurants.com. 
In this season of giving, don't forget to give to your pet. Here at Animal City, we would love to help you with your pet needs. Your small animals might prefer a larger living space, your reptiles might like some new decor, and your other pets might like some new toys to keep them entertained. Right now, all of our Animal City departments are overflowing with new and exciting toys. Dog toys, bird toys, cat toys, we have them all. This is Amanda from Animal City. Come do business with Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Becky Bookner, and I'm just so proud to talk about the veterans in our community and what an incredible gift they've given all of us. And that's our freedom and the right to live in this country. And we're so grateful to them for the sacrifices they've made. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. We're talking with retired U.S. Army Master Sergeant Patrick Garland. I spent 17 years in the military police corps. I wound up in forensic sciences. He's learned from the who's who in forensic science. I worked with Dr. Pierre Fink, and he was one of the pathologists who assisted in the autopsy of President Kennedy. I worked with the Armed Forces Institute of Pathology. I studied gunshot wounds, and I was asked to examine the ball that was removed from President Lincoln's head and identify it as being the proper one. And I had to go to Ford Theater and look through all the medical reports. Another case was much closer to home. A grave had been tampered with in Franklin, and part of her body was found, and it was sent to Dr. Bass in Knoxville. His assumption at the beginning of the investigation was that this was a fresh body, and it turned out he was killed in the Battle of Franklin back in the Civil War, and he had been embalmed with arsenic at the time, and that was a good preservative. Dr. Bass said that he made a mistake by about 100 years on it. A different veteran story from retired U.S. Army Master Sergeant Patrick Garland. If you know a veteran you'd like to highlight, let WGNS know and we'll honor them in our daily salute to veterans. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. Welcome back. Our phone number is 615 893 1450. That's the number to call. 615-893-1450. And our birthday winner today, Connor Murphy. Happy birthday to you, Connor. Connor's going to receive some of that delicious banana pudding from the Slick Pig Barbecue. And our good neighbor of the day is O.C. Knox. O.C. Knox, always inspiring neighbors and doing good things for them, a real role model. She receives flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Brian Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Our guest this morning, Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland. We've talked about the land swap. One of the other things that has been in the news lately, uh, and I think it took sort of a change, uh, the Davidson County Chancery Court uh, opened the door dealing with issues concerning BFI and, of course, the landfill. How did that uh, impact Murfreesboro? Yeah, the the um, you know, city of Murfreesboro has been working for some time 
on um, when you know Republic filed for their expansion in uh, at the landfill. Um, the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board, Regional Board, voted back several months ago to deny that application, and Republic, um, through their subsidiary BFI, sued the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board. The City of Motion, uh, City of Murfreesboro, uh, made a motion, and it's got a, a lot of good information in it to intervene in that lawsuit. Um, with the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board, and, and mainly for us to be able to to work through a lot of the information that we've gathered with our legal team and some of the things that we've found um, that are occurring out at the landfill, which we feel like are significant issues um, for the city of Murfreesboro and Rutherford County to be very concerned about. So uh, the the Chancery Court, I think it was November 27th, maybe the end of end of last month, uh, granted that motion. And so now, you know, really what's very important is the city of Murfreesboro will also uh, have our day in court to be able to argue why that the Central Tennessee Solid Waste um, Board made the appropriate decision to deny that that application and for us to be able to work through a lot of the um, the the facts that we have gone through from uh, the Tennessee Department of Environment on some of the things that are happening out at that landfill. How much say will the residents of Murfreesboro and Rutherford County, as well as the government of Murfreesboro and Rutherford County, how much say will they have on how this moves forward at the landfill? Yeah, there's a process that's put in place where statutorily where it has to go to this solid waste board that they denied that application once it goes to the solid waste board then you know there's really a couple of other options one of the options that uh if it's denied then you know the the applicant can sue which they've done uh or they can go directly to tdec to ask them to overrule it saying that it was an arbitrary and capricious uh decision now i think Donna Barrett, who's on that board, uh, Darren Gore, who who's also on that board, who represents the city, they they have done a a, a, a great job on being able to show why that that decision is not ar- arbitrary and capricious. Um, you, you anyone who lives on the north side of town, I got someone who who emailed me night before last that uh, they were seven miles away from the the landfill and they could smell it. I mean, it's been bad the last the last week and a half so or let me rephrase that worse than what it normally is which is sad that we have to say okay hey it's a great day it doesn't smell as bad as it normally smells um which is i mean that's a that's just sort of a a sad thing to be able to say but this gives us the ability to be able to show and be able to prove why that uh, some of the things that are that are happening out there are, are um are are not good for our community Okay, we have a text here from a listener who says they live out the Manchester Pike area, and they said the smell has just really gotten terrible over the past week or so, and it's uh, it's always been noticeable on some days, but uh, they said it's even more consistent. Is there anything that can be done about that? We're working hard on, on what can be done. I mean, you know, the ultimate answer is I think that not only – this is all regulatory. A lot of this is is regulated through TDEC. We've had a lot of good discussions with TDEC. The the people at TDEC, I think, 
are are working through their processes but you know really what we need to happen is is republic and waste management um or, or bfi republic and bfi that the landfill is is a, is is technically owned by bfi republic is the parent company but you know they they've stated i was at a meeting back at the county courthouse where uh, the general manager of bfi had stated that you know it would be really soon that we wouldn't have to worry about smells at the landfill anymore you know that, that would be a thing of the past i think was the quote but um it's time they, they need to fix it and um i think it would be unconscionable for us to talk about an expansion when they can't fix what they've got out there right now and you know the discussions need to be more overall as a community what we're going to do with our waste the city of murfreesboro is working hard i know the county's working hard but um, you know, 70% of the trash that comes into that landfill is from outside sources like Metro Davidson County. And, you know, I think it's pretty black and white that um, if, you know, if we weren't dealing with some of the issues we're dealing with at that, that landfill, maybe it's a different discussion. But now I don't see how you can reward uh, expansion for a facility that hasn't been taking care of what they've got right now. And we're going to continue fighting. Um, I, I don't think that that it's you know it's pretty simple. There's right and there's wrong, and that the neighbors that are in Murfreesboro um, need you know need their say. So the, you also asked how we have our say. I mean, we're arguing very plain that the Jackson Law applies to this expansion, which the Jackson Law basically says that any new landfilling operations have to be that are within one mile of a city limit has to be approved by the governing governing bodies of not only the that municipality but the the county as well and it's really clear that the land that they have applied for was not part of their original permit that's why they're having to go to the state to get a new permit so you know um it it, it seems like that's pretty cut and dry that if landfill or if property was not originally part of their application or even seen to be part of their application that the Jackson law should apply to any new land. It seems like it was not too long ago that there was a situation where they were saying it's not our fault that the smell is there and the city said well it's not our fault yeah. and they were pointing fingers back at each other so did BFI ever say it's our fault yeah we were actually in a meeting in our administrative conference room where we brought the, the people from Phoenix came in and and I feel like I'm I'm there were other city officials that were in that meeting and we laid our our data down on the table and said hey here's our data we've gone to these extents we've bought these hydrogen sulfide monitors we've monitored all this it's not our sewer system you know you can look at when the wind blows a certain direction and that's where the complaints are coming from and so we were sitting at the table and they were like yeah you're right it's us <laughs> so they, they said that yeah wow. i mean it was pretty clear that they as a matter of fact i think one of the things that they said as we were in that meeting was we've had challenges out there for years and we've not put our best foot forward i think that's the exact quote that they used at that time so do they think they can solve this problem yeah, have they, they solved it another yeah places? i mean i think the general manager has said that they're you know they're adding he i forget what the the, the the amount was but they were adding gas extraction wells to be able to alleviate um you know alleviate those 
some of that gas. But, you know, I think there's some things that we have gone through and really uncovered going through thousands and thousands of TDAC documents, and, and we've put together a really good team. The city council needs to be commended for the team that they've put together um, on on helping, you know, look at this you know these processes don't need to be led or initiated um throughout the the entire process i think by elected officials i think we are limited on our knowledge on how to handle these things i mean you know that's why um we have engineers and we have people who are trained to do that so we've put together a team that is trained to be able um and has experience in these issues and that's that's really who's advising um, the city. I think that's something that the the, the residents of Murfreesboro should feel comfortable in that we've put together a team that um, is is very well versed on how to handle these issues. Well, now when you look at the closeness of that landfill to areas that really impact us tourism-wise, you have the soccer fields which eventually will have that connection of Cherry Lane over yeah. to 840, where you're going to probably build hotels and what have you. Right down the road from that, you have the Tennessee Miller Coliseum that draws a huge crowd. Right. Uh, th- these are within miles of of, of where this uh, landfill is. Yeah. Aren't they? Is there a chance that that smell could... Uh, could create issues with it. I mean, I would argue it's probably already creating issues. Um, you know, people who are out the soccer field sometimes talk about how bad it smells out there. But, I, you know, I really go back to, I used this quote earlier of, you know, right's right and wrong's wrong. And it, it really even goes to the discussions that we've had over the last 18 months on our um, airport that, you know, people will say, well, you shouldn't move next to an airport. You know, if you don't like the noise, then you shouldn't move next to an airport. And so my argument that I would I would counter th- that argument by saying, well, you know, people moved in the area of where a landfill is located, but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be able to enjoy their property because that landfill is affecting your peace, peaceful enjoyment because it stinks. You know, just because that you have something that was there first doesn't mean that we shouldn't be doing the right thing to protect the neighbors that live around there. I mean, otherwise, that argument that I was there first, uh, I mean, think about if if your neighbor could do whatever they wanted to do just because they were there first. And I think that's that's really what we're, we're working towards. While you mentioned the airport, uh, you had some important meetings there last Monday. In fact, you've had a lot of important meetings yeah. there. Uh, but let's talk a little about that. Tell us, uh, tell us something about the airport situation. Well, the airport, I think MTSU still working through um, their their growth. Um, you know, I, I, I we've had you know the the staff that was at the airport. There's no one left on. When I say the staff, the staff that worked for MTSU, um, their flight management team. There's no one in that administration who's still there it's all new people now and the new people have come in and they've been really good to work with um so i you know i think we're we're headed in a good direction to be able to to figure out uh, some good operational issues all of our tenants at the airport um, we you know we we did an operational study and so all of our commercial tenants at the airport have agreed to 
the voluntary voluntary operational things that we think um, have approved. The only one that hasn't formally agreed to it is MTSU. So we're hoping that uh, MTSU will agree to those those voluntary um, operational issues. And they're really just no brainers. Like hey, you know we we're going to limit training ac- activity over Murfreesboro. We're going to go to other areas to do that, but. <laughs> Um, hopefully those will those will be things that the MTSU administration will will see as being good neighbors. Let's take a phone call. Good morning. You're on WGNS with our mayor. How are you today? Hey, good. How you gentlemen this morning? Doing great. Awesome. Hey guys, I wanted to um, address the landfill situation. I agree. There's something that needs to be done uh, about the landfill. Uh, but however, now I will say. Part of the smell, and I know the cities and people don't want to admit this, but part of that smell is reclaimed water. And so, uh, and I know this because I drive out past Walter Hill and you don't smell anything. And then you get closer to town and then you can smell, and it's normally at 10 or 30 or 11 o'clock at night when they're irrigating with the reclaimed water. And so, I mean, these both issues need to be addressed. And uh, how you go about fixing the landfill i have no idea but good luck to you guys and i thank you guys for working on it and i hope y'all come up with a solution for it so y'all have a great day and a merry christmas thank you merry christmas to you thank you i'll i'll be happy to check on that i I, you know i'm not saying that if someone's not irrigating that there's not a sulfur smell if you're someone's using the well the affluent water that we use is as clean as drinking water as a matter of fact i mean there's been a big article over the years called toilet to tank <laughs> so you know about using repurified water but uh, our our repurified water doesn't have that i've ever seen like a sulfur smell because there's no sulfur really that's in it um it's it's extremely nitrogen rich but uh, that's something i'll be i'll be happy to check on okay 615-893-1450 is our number 615-893-1450 and uh, another question here, this one's dealing with apartments. Uh, they're concerned about how we continue to have more and more apartments, and they seem to be pushing out the neighborhoods and building apartments. Uh, is there any way that the apartments could be slowed down? Yeah, I mean, so Bart, if you go back and look over the last two or three years, except for some areas that are in the 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 gateway area where i would probably argue that's where some of the multifamily needs to be where people can walk to to other areas there's not been there's been very few apartments that have been approved in murfreesboro you know our our new sewer ordinance that we passed a couple of years ago limits multifamily developments to nine units an acre which is is pretty tough for apartment complexes um, i think probably what the the person who text is referring to there's been property that has been zoned for 20 plus years that um you know once you give that right you can't go back um but i, I think if you go look at the multifamily permits over this year and last year you'll see where those are, are down and, and i don't disagree i think that's one of the, the main reasons that we looked at how that we were redoing our zoning ordinance and also redoing um, our sewer capacity to be able to say what type of growth do we really want to see and um, i don't you know i'm again i'm only one vote but i don't see many apartment complexes being approved moving moving forward 
Our phone number, 615-893-1450. We'll be entering the final portion of our program, so if you have a question or a comment, get it to us quickly. 615-893-1450. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is our guest this morning. Stay with us. Merry Christmas from all of us at News Radio WGNS. Holden Hardware can now cut and program many of the new transponder keys that operate many of the Ford, Honda, Chrysler, Toyota, and many other vehicles. These are the keys with a computer chip in the head that have to be programmed to fit your vehicle. Not only can we rekey your residential and commercial locks and cut a wide variety of keys, Holden Hardware can now cut and program many of the transponder type vehicle keys. Come by and see us on the Courthouse Square or call us at 893-1122. License number 111. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender, the final goodbyes. They're most dear to my heart. This is Jenny Harrison at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Last funeral that I did, I added a extra ribbon to her paw and it mentioned her wings were ready, but our hearts were not. And she loved it. Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, 117 South Academy, just a couple blocks off the square. Plus we offer delivery to all Rutherford County and as well as surrounding counties. Good morning. Still moving right along, but it's heavy 24 and through the Hickory Hollow area as you continue towards Nashville. 41 is busy out here between Laverne and Smyrna, and it's typical right now up and down certain sections of Thompson Lane. Hey, it's an underwater world of wonder at Ripley's Aquarium. Check them out online at Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Skies will become mostly sunny here this afternoon with a high in the mid-50s. Winds out of the northwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy, low near 29. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 35. This is Jeff Graham with Tire World. I want to invite you to visit our new off-road department at our Memorial Boulevard location, featuring lift kits, leveling kits, light bars, as well as wheel and tire packages. Just come by and ask for Gator for all your off-road needs. That's Tire World on Memorial Boulevard. The Dave Ramsey Show, weekdays from 1 to 4. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. Welcome back. Don't forget the Christmas Parade is this Sunday. That's right, 2 o'clock this Sunday. The Murfreesboro Christmas Parade. Going to be a lot of fun. The mayor's going to be in it, uh, dressed in his festive vest. That's right. <laughs> our number is 615-893-1450. Connor Murphy is our birthday winner today. Connor Murphy gets that banana pudding from the Slick Pig. And our good neighbor of the day today is O.C. Knox. O.C. Knox, congratulations to you. O.C. receives some beautiful flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan's Flowers Coffee and Gifts. 
We're in the final segment of the show, so if you have any questions or thoughts you want to share with us this morning, give us a call, 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. Here's another text. This one's uh, from a listener who's commenting on, you mentioned that uh, we probably would need to be building another school out in the west end of town, uh, and they're wanting to know, uh, is that still the fastest growing area of town? And at what area, because uh, we have all these schools over around Highway 99 all of a sudden, uh, isn't that sort of the same general area? It is, yeah. Um, you know, we built Salem Elementary, which is right off of that Veterans Parkway area. You've got Overall Creek that's off of that um, Veterans Parkway area. And then I think the new school site would, would be in that not in that same vicinity but um you know i'm it's all based on how you look at rezoning and you could look at reapportioning the student population so it's not just on the growth area which i think that is undoubtedly where most of the growth is occurring because that's where the open uh, you know the open land is but it, it really goes it's above my pay grade on how the school board does that but that all really is also based upon being able to, to easily reposition where they they've got new students okay we have not had an update in a while on the old first methodist church location yeah they they've got everything demoed there and um, it's my understanding they're getting ready to start foundation work and start going uh, going vertical so it's 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 moving along nicely and I think last time you were on, you mentioned that perhaps the parking area would be one of the first to come up. Yeah, I think that they're working on the, the actual parking garage um, that's that's associated with that. Because uh, if I remember, that also has to have some sub um, subgrade work. So in the, And there will be a lot of subgrade work with the structure that's going to be this big. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been a long time coming. I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to see that, you know, see that come to fruition. So are they doing the parking first because is is it needed? Are they going to be using it yeah, for but public I, parking? Yeah, you know, I think yes. I mean, that's part of the the incentive on on providing that parking, but I would imagine it's going to be tough to open up open up a the parking garage just because all the other construction that will be going around I don't think so. So yeah. I think that they would have to do that sort of in conjunction with opening, you know, the the overall project up. Now, the Grand Marshal this year is Bart Gordon, yeah. and he uh, has the, the one of the units there uh, for his home. Uh, I mean, he will have one yeah. of the units. You know, I met with Bart two or three weeks ago, and I mean, this is not anything about politics. I mean, I, you, you know, we, a lot of times, the city gets lumped in with what's happening, you know, maybe nationally on the political world, and... I tell people that that's just not how it is in Murfreesboro. Um, you know that when we look at some of the great things that have happened in our city, it's been a contribution of independents and Republicans and Democrats. I mean, we've all worked together to make Murfreesboro a better place. And Bart is a great example. You know, we're celebrating the 25th year of our Greenway, and I don't know that there's something that is in our city that's provided more benefit recreationally and uh, really just culturally than the than the greenway and what a lot of people don't know is bart's been out of office for you know i guess 12 years now um bart and kent seiler still tirelessly work on the greenway i mean bart was out of office and 
him and Lamar Alexander, along with our other delegation, helped us get the North Greenway approved and through the Corps of Engineers. So, you know, that really tells you that sometimes it's what you do when people aren't looking. And BART is not in the public eye anymore. And, you know, Kent Seiler's not in the public eye anymore. I talked to Lamar Alexander three or four weeks ago because we actually invited um, Lamar Alexander to be a co-grand marshal with BART. And um, Senator Alexander, his um, wife is, is not in great health, and he, he had to decline. But, you know, if it weren't for those two individuals, and, and specifically BART, who continues to work on the Greenway, and that was my point, is that BART's not in office anymore, and he still is working to get more greenway space in Murfreesboro and benefit Murfreesboro. And I'm, I mean, I think that says a lot. He has a heart for Murfreesboro. He does. And so, you know, our whole delegation, um, our entire congressional delegation that represents um, represents Murfreesboro really works hard in making sure that we um, we, we get some, some great things in this community. And he will be the Grand Marshal. He will be the Sunday's Grand Marshal. On that note, uh, do you have some final Christmas thoughts you want to share before we leave? Yeah, you know, it's that time of year that, um, you know, look at where we were this time last year, Bart, and it's easy to talk about the gifts and the things that we're going to give, but um, I just want to thank Murfreesboro for um, selfishly what they've given me, and that's that's really just the opportunity to represent one of the best cities in this country. and. You know, I think I can speak on on behalf of the entire city council that we'll we'll continue working hard on making this a great place to live. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland, our guest this morning. We'll see you Sunday in the Christmas. See you Sunday. Merry Christmas, everyone. Stay with us. Much more to come. A full day of fun right here on your good neighbor station, WGNS. Hey, we'll see you tomorrow.